guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Crystallized Costumes, the place for all your costume needs and adrenaline dance competitions. Dance Matters Podcast is designed to celebrate all things dance and the performing arts industry. The place to be inspired, motivated and educated. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. You could almost say that today's guest was born into the performing arts. Growing up in Tennessee... Leslie Bell's mother and brother were professional singers and musicians. But it was always dance that had a special drawing power for her. Growing up training in all styles of dance, Leslie developed a passion and flair, particularly for musical theatre. She had an extensive career on Broadway, spanning nine Broadway musicals and five national touring Broadway productions. But falling in love led her away from the bright lights of New York. She followed her now husband to Sydney and started a career in Australia. Three beautiful children later, Leslie is still lighting up stages and now sharing her passion with the next generation. But first, let's take it back to young Leslie growing up in a house full of music. So my mother was a singer in Nashville and it was her brother who was a piano player uh, for uh, Kenny Rogers actually. He's a country music singer. And so we always had, music was always a part of our house. My mom was always playing. She had a a band at one stage and uh, it was not unusual for my mom to get up and sing at a party or wherever there was a piano. It was just really a part of our lives. Um, Yeah. And which actually introduced me to a good range of music, you know, as a child growing up. Was music your first love in the performing arts world? No, that would have been dance. Okay, so what first led you to dance? Well, my sister danced and I remember joining the first grade talent show at my primary school and she choreographed my dance for me and that was sort of the very first solo I ever did. I think I I had done ballet before that in just a very, you know, tiny tots type situation. But yes, so I guess you could say my sister introduced me to dance. And what was your dance training like growing up? Well, I trained at a local school called Jan Locker Dance Academy. And Miss Jan, as we called her, was amazing because she would bring in this master jazz teacher uh, once a year. He'd travel up from Florida. And he was probably one of my biggest inspirations. And still, today is. He was... A real master in that stylistic jazz that, you know, originated with, you know, Luigi and uh, Gus Giordano. And I just sort of lived for those moments when he would travel to Nashville to teach us. And then I would go to his performing arts camp every year. I'd fly down to Florida and stay for a week. We'd all stay at this on campus at this college and we would do all forms of performing arts eight hours a day and uh, just be immersed in it. Yeah. And then when I was a little bit older, I went to a ballet school. It was really quite an intensive ballet school, which where I got some really good, you know, technical training and yeah, sort of equipped me for launching out into a professional career. At what age did you decide you wanted to make a career in the performing arts? Well, I think I was probably my senior year of high school, so I I got a job dancing in a corporate event, and then I auditioned for this musical theme park called Opryland, which I got into and started performing straight away out of high school, and I think I just, I always knew I wanted to dance, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know if I wanted to be in the company, or I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but 
I just started working and it never occurred to me to do anything else. Really, Dance was just my passion from a very young age. So it was like breathing to me. You know, I couldn't imagine not doing it. Did it always seem that a career was possible in the performing arts or was there a time that you went, oh no, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to look at a second option. Well, I remember when I first moved to New York and I was auditioning for everything. And at that stage, I didn't know if I was going to do theater or I was just auditioning for anything and everything. Dance companies, you know, music video, theater, and I was not getting hired. <laughs> and I was getting sort of down at the end of a lot of things and getting called back but never quite getting the job. And I remember calling my mom and saying, I think I should come back to, to we lived in Texas at the time and maybe go to a university. And she said, I think you should just stick it out a little. I think I think something's gonna happen if you just I think you should stay a little bit longer. And I did and then I got I got my first show so that yeah, and then from there on it was it was fine. But I did because it's a lot of hard work, you know, you train and you train and you train and you put yourself out there and you audition and you audition and most of the time you don't really know why you're not getting the job you know they don't offer you a lot of feedback or any feedback most of the time so you just you know you just keep believing in yourself and just keep trying really is that tough to keep believing in yourself and to keep thinking i've got something here to offer when you keep getting knockbacks because at some stage you have to sort of separate yourself from a particular job you have to just think of all your options being open and a lot of times when you put too much focus on that one thing that you want you're setting yourself up if, if it doesn't happen for you. Oh gosh, I keep thinking about this quote that Anne Ryan King said, the joy is in the work, you know, and I've always found so much of the joy is in just doing the work every day, you know, in class and dancing and, and the camaraderie of being around other dancers and, and putting in the work. And after a while, it's going to pay off, you know. I, I just think you can't take everything personally and, and start evaluating everything that went wrong or as long as you know you're prepared and you're doing your best really that's all you can do but if you know you have something to offer and you're sort of riding that wave of really believing in yourself something will happen it just might not be that one particular job that you really wanted but there's always something that will come your way if you keep at it you had an extensive performing career in broadway productions what was your first breakthrough role as a professional dancer? Well, that one first thing that I got in New York was uh, dancing at Radio City Music Hall. I was not a rockette. I was one of the, the singer-dancers in the show. It was an Easter show. At the time, they had an Easter show and a Christmas show. But I got that job, and that sort of got me into the like, network of some people that were working. And then the way I got my equity card, which is sort of is a very valuable thing to have in New York, was a show called Jerome Robbins Broadway. So that was really my first big break. I auditioned for that and I joined that company. I joined the, it had just closed on Broadway and it was going on a national tour and um, they were recasting some of the roles and I was fortunate enough to get into that show, which was, you know, an incredible opportunity and uh, opened a lot of doors for me. You're considered a triple threat performer. Have you trained extensively in acting and singing as well? I have trained extensively in singing and I've trained in acting in New York. But I, you know, it's one of those things I wish I would have put more focus into at the time. I think maybe it was one of those things I was a little bit intimidated by. So there are teachers I know I should have trained with then that I wish I would have gone to those, you know, those classes. I think sometimes the things that we are a bit insecure about 
it's smart to sort of tackle them head on and go, why am I insecure? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? So I trained with a, a really great acting teacher in New York called Charlie Kakasakis. And he trained a lot of musical theater performers. But I wish I would have furthered on and continued training. You know, now I'm starting to do some acting classes um, online and, and sort of revisit that because I think you can never stop training, really. Do you think that's an important thing for young Australian dancers to look at, to expand their skill set to maybe include singing and acting? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, a lot of my students now who um, who trained in full-time with me, they've trained in every discipline, uh, you know, singing, dancing, acting, all different styles of dancing. And, and then they go to get an agent. And then quite often they're, they're put up for musicals, they're put up for corporate events, they're put up for TV commercials. I think you have to sort of expand your repertoire of what you can do so that you can work within the industry. You know, I think being able to do everything is a, is a really valuable thing for a dancer because it's not just going to be dance that comes your way there will be other opportunities you performed in nine broadway musicals and five national touring broadway productions what do you love about musical theater what i love about musical theater is i really think it's the collaboration of everyone coming together in front of a live audience and telling a story whether you're in the you know the live orchestra and, and the conductor there and the singing and the harmonies and the dancing and, the, and it's just the people backstage and everything making it happen is really quite extraordinary if you think about it. I just I love the top of the show when the orchestra plays the overture and that energy that's you know you have all these musicians in front of you and yeah I think it's the the, the collaboration on the stage of of telling that story eight times a week. What's the most challenging part? Really keeping up all those skill sets. Not only going to class as a dancer, but also, you know, working on your voice and going to acting class. And and also because musicals come and go. And I think one of the hard things is you get really connected to a company that you're working with and you become like, they become like your second family. Then the musical closes and everyone goes their own way and then you sort of wait for the next one to happen. And then that musical might take you on tour. It's a little bit, you have to be a little bit flexible. It's a little bit of the unknown, but also that's an exciting part about it as well. What makes Broadway so special? Broadway is really um, an institution in New York. There's a lot of respect for the theater and a lot of respect for everyone working on it and not only on stage but backstage and a lot of the the stage hands and the, the people who work backstage, it's, they've been working in, and it's been in their family for generations they've been doing it, you know? And the theaters are old and there's a lot of history there and people come from all over the world to see a Broadway show so that you know the stakes are high and that the talent is is incredible and and yet you're all sort of living in the city that's hard to live in and and you know you're sort of schlepping through the day and it's not glamorous but yet you you come together on that stage and it's Broadway there's nothing really like it. In 2000 you moved to Australia what led you here? Ah well I met my husband so he was in New York for a year year and when I met him um, we were dating and then uh, he asked me to come here and asked me to marry him here I am so he's an Australian yes he's an Australian you began teaching dance in Australia do you enjoy teaching yes I love teaching I began teaching because I, I wanted to do theater jazz and at that stage there was no one this was a long time ago no one really doing that style of dance so I proposed a class you know at, at the Sydney Dance Company to, to, to do that and yeah and then that just opened the door from my my teaching career really um, but I do love it I love teaching every week and I love I 
I love having that home that we all come to in the studio. What are the best parts about teaching dance? Well, the people, really, the dancers. Dancers are so incredibly hardworking, and they do it because they love to do it, you know? And when you put them in the studio with dancers, you know, most of them have chosen to be there. Well, they all have chosen to be there, but, you know, they're older, they're young adults, and they're there because they love it, and they were there because they want to learn something. And so just to be in that environment around like-minded people is um, is really nourishing for me as an artist and as a teacher. You recently performed in Pippin, Australia. How did that opportunity come about? Well, um, my agent asked me uh, if I'd be interested in auditioning for it. So I... I went in to audition for it and was fortunate to get the part. So, yes. What was that experience like? It was incredible. It was really hard in a way that it was just very challenging to me. I remember my very first day of rehearsal, Cam came up to me. He was the dance supervisor. He came over to set the show, to set the choreography. And uh, he said to me, because I played, you know, the role of Fastrada, he said, Fastrada's going to change your life. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> That's a, that's a big thing to say on day one of rehearsal. But it's true. It was a very challenging role, physically, um, mentally, stamina-wise as a, as a performer. Um, just I think it, that role taught me a lot about myself and what I'm capable of and uh, kind of stepping out of that comfort zone and really pushing myself beyond to see how much I could give and what I was capable of. So that was what I mean when it was hard. It was a challenging experience, but... Incredible, incredible experience. What has been your favorite role to perform? Well, Fastrada would be up there for sure. I'd definitely say Fastrada. I really enjoyed doing Chicago the musical. I did that on Broadway. I was one of the cell block tango girls that played Mona. And then when I was on the national tour, I played Kitty. So that was a lot of fun. I've understudied roles that I, you know, had an opportunity to, to form and that those roles fun. One was Evelyn Nesbitt in Ragtime. And another one would have been Emily Arden in the show State Fair. I understudied that role. At the time it was, well, it was played by Donna McKechnie, um, who was the original Cassie in Chorus so I was very fortunate to work with her and to learn from her. I have a lot of respect for her. Yeah. What is the dream role you would have loved to have gotten the chance to play? Roxy in Chicago. That would be a dream. Charity Valentine, sweet charity. I am Cassie in a chorus line. Be incredible. What do you think of the Australian musical theatre scene? I think it's amazing. I think the the artists here are incredible and incredibly resilient and incredibly versatile. Yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about the Australian musical theatre scene. How do you compare the Australian musical theatre scene to the overseas musical theatre scene? I think you have to look at it relative to the population, really. There's nowhere like New York or London, you know, for theatre. Those are, I guess, the big two I think about when I think about where shows are constantly playing. At one In one evening, you've got half a dozen, dozen, I don't even know how many Broadway shows are playing every night, but not only Broadway, but off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway. So I think it's hard to compare it, but I think um, there's a lot to offer here. I think there are a lot of shows and a lot of great shows playing at the moment. I think there's a lot happening right now in Australia in the musical theatre scene. There's a lot of shows, a lot of shows about to open, a lot of very exciting shows about to open. 
One of my favorite shows I can't wait for is in America, Paris. It's tricky to compare it to New York because there's so much happening there, but also it's a big tourist industry in New York City and people come from all over America with this massive population to see a Broadway show. So I think it's a little bit hard to compare in that sense, but I think we're doing pretty great here. You know, I could always see more shows, that's for sure. What skills do you think it takes to be successful in musical theatre? Well, you need to sing. And, well, if you're a dancer, it's, it's incredibly useful to sing in musicals because nine and a half times out of ten you're going to be asked to sing in the musical. <laughs> so I would say that's a very valuable thing to work on as a, as a dancer, as a young dancer. Um, obviously acting classes. Well, you know, those triple threat things that you're going to use in musical theatre are all a very integral part of telling the story in music. We have a big focus on commercial dance in Australia. Do you think that young dancers are being trained in the skills required to be successful in musical theatre? I do. I definitely do. I think it's important to really sort of work on not only ballet technique, I'm always saying ballet, ballet. I think it's really important to have great technique because if you can do ballet, you pretty much, you know, do everything. That's kind of a general thing to say, but, you know, I know there's lots of different styles now with with martial dancing, but I think if you're well-trained, then you can cross over into many, many musicals. But I think, you know, many musicals you need to be able to tap. If you have a good, strong foundation in jazz, that's very very important. I think young dancers really need to work a bit more with style, you know, uh, and finding theatrical jazz that will challenge them in different genres because a lot of musicals that come might be set in the 50s or the 40s or, you know, that style of movement is, is different than the today's current climate. So really trying to tap into how people move in those types of musicals and finding the, the classes where you can challenge yourself in that way. Do you think there are enough opportunities here in Australia for young dancers or do you believe that they need to move overseas if they really want a successful career in dance? I know people do move overseas but I don't I don't think it's necessary to move overseas. I think the important thing is to, to train in many different styles so that you can do many types of different jobs. You know, you might book a corporate job one week or you might be dancing on a on the x factor or the voice or there are a lot of opportunities uh you just have to to set yourself up for them for those options to make yourself versatile you've had an amazing career what are those moments that you look back on as your career highlights i really love the Fosse style I think doing Chicago was a real gift to me as a dancer because it taught me the value of subtlety and nuance and you know I was never a, a dancer who could do a lot of tricks I wasn't super flexible I couldn't flip I couldn't you know there's a lot of things I couldn't do but one thing I could do was dance with style and 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 I was good at listening and taking notes and and so I think learning the Fosse style it really helped shape me as a dancer and and then just working with people who who challenged my musicality you know people like Susan Stroman she's such an amazing choreographer she does such interesting things you know she uses the music in such amazing ways that are not something you would think of and that influences me as a choreographer now I just think how can you tell the story in a unique and different way you know through movement through dance you've had so many amazing experiences what have been the biggest challenges that you faced I you know to be honest I've really enjoyed the ride dance is 
such a part of my fiber, you know, that as long as I'm dancing, I'm happy. No matter what I'm doing, whether I'm teaching, choreographing, or whether I'm in a show. You know, sometimes with choreography, I think that can be really challenging. You you spend many, many, many hours visualizing and notating, creating, you know. And I think that's challenging when it's just yourself in your living room doing that. Quite often I'll hire a studio and um, dance with me. You know, my very lovely friend Todd Dubery will come in and we'll work together and we'll create. And that's a really great way for me to get things out of my head to have someone to bounce something off of but I would say maybe that's been a very challenging element of my career sometimes when you're sore and you're in a lot of pain <laughs> as a dancer you know pushing through when you're tired just pushing through you know it's not as glamorous as some people think think it is I think you have you learn a lot about yourself and how to look after your body and navigating that and navigating how to fuel your body and how to look after yourself that can be challenging but rewarding. What advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? <laughs> Go to ballet class. <laughs> And just just keep moving forward, you know. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy every job and every experience that you have and soak it all up because you'll look back on it, on those experiences, and you'll be grateful for them. And you'll also think that was I was really fortunate to do that. So I'd say just keep a really positive attitude and try to learn as much as you can and put in the work and enjoy it while you're there. What are your goals and dreams for the future? I'd like to be on stage again. I'd like to do another role in a musical. Uh, I'd like to continue with my choreography and, and just basically want to be in the room with people who, who want to do exactly what I want to do, you know, just, just be in that collaborative environment. What are you busy working on at the moment? Well, I'm just wrapping up my teaching, so I'm finishing that up this week and then I have a little bit of a break over the holidays and then I will start back to teaching and auditioning. And Yeah, so I don't have anything in the near future that I'm working on other than my regular teaching jobs. Where can people follow your story? They can follow me on Instagram, yeah, or Facebook, really. And where can they get in contact with you if they're interested in booking you for some teaching jobs or anything like that? Instagram is probably the best way to, to find Well, thank you, Leslie, so much for chatting with us. Oh, thank you. I really I've loved your questions and, and meeting you both. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. Make sure you head to Crystallized Costumes for all your costume needs. They make the most incredible costumes. And check out Adrenaline Dance Competition for well-run dance comps. They have a range of comps happening all year. And don't forget, you can find all previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you, so make sure you get in contact with us through our website or DM us on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. We would love if you get the chance to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Remember to listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.